And moving on to segment number two for season five, episode five, with the theme of Creatures of Habit. This is number two, which is Recycled Voodoo Patterns. And this segment is about the repetitiveness of witchcraft and how after so many attacks with different variations of attacks, it's possible to predict the next attacks while also reversing it. And that's pretty much where, you know, these people that can not only do skinwalking, but they conduct, you know, witchcraft, they do it so much that, you know, it could make them weak if you find out what it is that they're using and how they're using it and who's helping them. And that's pretty much what happened with me, you know, this whole time I was just minding my own business, just trying to help out the veterans. But I also walked into... Well, I knew what I was doing by, you know, going for the nonprofit status. It was going to piss people off. It was going to make them jealous. They were going to come after me with voodoo. And I'm like, this is nothing new, man. You know, yeah, they may be doing it in Clagato, but over in Canyon Cito, I've been exposed to it so much that I was already like, all right, man, whatever you guys want to do, go for it. Because chances are, I will find out, you know, and, you know, with, um, with what, all the experience I've been through and what's going on, you know, it, you see the signs and you kind of look for the patterns when things don't work out. When you lose your patience, when you lose your marbles, you know, you lose your bearings basically. And that's why balance and harmony, you know, I see how it's important now in our spirituality because without it, if we're just always angry, that's why, you know, I do have anger issues, but I'm trying not to really, you know, explode on anybody as much as I want to. But you know, I use that more or less, um, that anger, I use that as a teaching tool for putting it out on this podcast. Now I say angry things and I curse. I understand that. And I do attack some people, which, you know, I have to, because if I don't, it's going to really, you know, deep down inside, it's really going to grow and it's going to bug me. And I might actually do something worse in real life if I see the person or, the next time I come on the podcast, I might just be cussing and cursing constantly. And it's like, well, I don't want to listen to this idiot talking. If all he's going to do is curse like a dumb, stupid baby, you know, immature child. Then I lose that ground, you know. Then I lose my listeners where they're like, oh, I don't want to listen to this guy anymore. So that's why, you know, I do have like a way of handling it in a responsible way. But um, the the recycled voodoo patterns, uh, I, I just didn't want to go with the word witchcraft or skinwalker because it's always, you know, I, well, I haven't used the word voodoo in a while. So I just kind of just want to make it sound more, more interesting that way. But um, the, um, the different variations of attacks, that's where I believe that the old school Navajos back in the day, before technology, before all this, uh, 200, 300 years ago on backwards, they were pretty much, you know, they were pretty much aware of nature and they knew when things were wrong, they knew how to reverse the curse. And, and all the, a lot of this had started when, um, the long walk happened. I don't, I, I think I talked about this in, um, either season three or last season, season four, but that's when they Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think I did. I was talking about the long walk. Um, when the long walk happened and, um, the, 
you know, the military, the cavalry, March the Navajos out to Bosque Redondo, Fort Sumner, Billy the Kid and all that stuff. Um, that's where there are stories where, you know, they, the reason why these uh, natives lasted four years in there, not, not just the Navajo, Cherokee and all those guys, was because they somebody knew the way of witchcraft skinwalking and one of the stories i heard was that they use that skinwalking to you know start getting the cavalry soldiers sick and you know killing them like that and eventually they had no choice but to let them go so that's the story i heard from um, a relative out towards uh tohajile and um you know i always thought about that and i'm like yeah well you know pretty much that whole thing about skinwalking you know, that was a sacred art form to where it was only used for the benefit of, you know, attacking animals, hunting them, not attacking them, but hunting them down so you could get close enough and, you know, kill the animal, do your prayers, cut them up, and then bring the food back to your family and, you know, have your feast and um, make jerky and all that stuff. So when all that was learned, you know, that's where, you know, they kind of uh, kicked it up a notch and, uh, and you know, maybe that's why they really don't make movies about the long walk. Like what me and my former co-host, uh, Navajo Pedro were talking about as far as Mel Gibson directing like a really graphic depiction of, um, the long walk just to have that imagery in other people's heads to make them understand, Hey, look, this is the world that these people died for, you know, so you could live in it. So don't take it for granted, you know? And anyways, so with that being said, the whole thing about the voodoo patterns, um, it just really wears itself out after a while. Once you start to be, once you start to realize what's going on, then you won't be as susceptible, I think, because there are people that say, don't say that, don't talk about skinwalkers at night, you know, and I'm over here on the podcast, you know, talking about them at night when, when I get the opportunity and they say, oh, there's going to be skinwalkers around the house and, you know, COVID and his fat balls are barking at him. And, um, you know, for the most part, I'm just like, well, let's see what happens. Let's see if they really do come at me. You know, you know, that saying that goes curiosity, kill the cat, you know, that could be something that could be in my future. Maybe not. But the more um, I talk about them, the more I know that I'm getting on their nerves because they're like, oh, shut up. Don't talk about us. You're revealing too much. And I was like, well, then damn, leave me alone. I didn't do anything to you guys in the first place. And, you know, they are caught in a timeline, a time lapse of rules. And their rules are someone pays me to go attack Native Ravager. Well, I got the money, so I'm going to attack him. And then when I'm like, okay, this is how this person attacked me. They're going to be like, wait, 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 what a minute, wait a minute. You know, don't be talking about how I witched you. And it's like, why? I didn't, I didn't bother you in the first place. I mean, why not? I meant to say, why not? I didn't bother you in the first place and you come attacking me. Why don't you stop? And where they're stuck in their land of rules is that they were paid. Someone paid them to do it. And how I know that is that bucktooth little witch that stole from us in the beginning. When I started this um, Clagatil Veterans nonprofit and, you know, she had that I'm still going to do a podcast segment on that ugly little witch because I'm not done with her yet. And um, so anyways, basically, she was hiring other people to come at me. <clears throat> and that's where I was, you know, I, I was already aware of that. But 
the fact that, you know, she had to go that distance just kind of shows how stupid her big, ugly fucking tooth is, you know, and, you know, she can't think. And that's all she can do is, oh, well, attack him. And it's like, why? Well, he's, he's uh, calling me a buck tooth, ugly witch. And it's like, well, you kind of are, but, you know, whoever she paid off, that person came and, and I know that at one point, um, it was a family member. Another time it was, um, a boyfriend that she met and I wouldn't say recently, but last year it was, uh, some guy that she was with or that she knew of. Well, I'm pretty sure they screwed or whatever, but that's, um, that's something I don't even want to think about because, ugh, man, any guys that wants to have sex with her, ugh, make me lose my lunch. Anyways. So that's why you know, she was teaching me, you know, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That's how I found out that she has this like little herb that she can put in your drink and it'll grow inside you and make you sick and cause you pain. And, um, but she did not put that, you know, well, she didn't, she won't really do that in public. She'll have somebody else do it for her. Cause you know, her big teeth was going to show everywhere and everybody's, everybody's gonna be like, Oh, it's that buck tooth little witch right there. That's where, that's where I got sick. So that was something that was uh, interesting to me. I was like, Oh, okay. So now I know her secret, you know, that's what it is. So if there's ever an event where, if you know the buck tooth little witch and you know where she's at and you know what she's capable of, you know, it's best to drink your own drink that you opened up and eat your own food that you bring because she has her little sentinels, her little spies, her little bitches, her man bitches that, you know, will do anything for her. And for me, I'm like, dude, if I ever catch you, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to bust your head open, man. But, you know, luckily for me, I got better things to do than worry about someone's witchcraft, you know? And it's like, man, grow up, you know, it's, witchcraft will work, you know, if you're new to it, if you're not experienced in it, but if, you know, someone like the Bucktooth Ugly Witch keeps witching you and keeps attacking you, either you're going to, you know, get tired of it and put her in her place, or you're just going to give in and let her, you know, you know, take your soul or whatever. And, and I'm not saying that she's that dangerous, but at the same time, I'm just saying that, um, you know, you can never count someone out for stuff like that either. So that's why the recycled voodoo patterns is basically what I've learned out here. And so the more people that try to commit witchcraft and skinwalking, the more trail, more of a trail they're leaving behind to trace it back to them. And, um, to kind of figure out what it is they're using. Sometimes it's bones, sometimes it's animal, sometimes it's human, sometimes it's a rock, sometimes it's a stick, sometimes it's a plant. So there's all these different variations of the witchcraft that they use. And they, um, after a while, you know, it just gets repetitive. It's like, okay, well, you know, now I know what your pattern is and now I know what to be aware of. So it's really their fault. And then at some point they get careless or I think they kind of just either, either they get threatened by someone else that they're going to kill them or they're just kind of burnt out and tired. Like, oh, I can't do this shit anymore. So they will get revealed and that's how they die, you know? So that's why whenever there's, um, 
witchcraft entity around the house, I would sure love to catch one, man. But see, the thing is when you go outside, if you know, cause they're always outside when you go out there, they hide and that's what makes it harder. So it's more frustrating than frightening because they are hiding from you. And when you're going to sleep or you're watching TV or you're, you're distracted in some way, that's when they start to attack. And that's when they try to make their presence known. But when you try to actually go look for them, you know, step outside or go behind a woodshed or go up the hill or go behind the vehicles, they're gone. They are long gone, man. It's like, well, then, you know, it's just pointless at that point to, to try to do all this witchcraft nonsense. And, um, and it's like, if you're just going to run and hide, don't even waste my time. And so that's why, you know, a lot of that will make them weak. And, you know, when, um, and, you know, that's where you can also predict, um, the next attack because you already know what to be aware of. And you, so when people say, don't talk about skinwalkers, don't whistle at night, don't do all this. Those are perfectly good reasons to set up a trap and find out which dumbass walks into it. And there you go. You know, you, you could catch that person and it could be a family member, relative, a friend or total stranger that was hired to attack you. But at the same time, you know, it's like, why don't they just, you know, why are they wasting their time here on the res with all that unlimited power? You know, why can't they go after super rich people? You know, why don't they go after these politicians that are making the rules that make, make it harder for, for us to live on the res, you know, but those are, you know, other thoughts we can uh, continue to, you know, prod and poke through later on as we get more in depth about stuff like that. But for the most part, you know, that's why I just wanted to talk about this because it is kind of a nuisance. Well, it is a nuisance. It's not kind of, it is a nuisance, but I want them to be aware because I'm pretty sure somebody is going to be listening to this and be like, oh, hey, you know, this is what he said about us. It's like, yeah, you know, keep it up, man. You're going to get found out sooner or later. And this is Mother Earth you're living on. So you can try to run and hide in ditches and crevices and graveyards and abandoned buildings and run down homes. Wherever it is, you're still on Mother Earth. So unless you can make a witchcraft rocket or a skinwalker rocket to the moon, you know, which people from the moon, then more power to you for figuring out all that. But anyways, so let's go ahead and move on to this third subject of the night. This one will be civilian and militant transitions. I'll be talking more about it.